welcome to another fantastic week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We are so happy to hang- be hanging out with you and with each other. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with the Cupcake. Yay. And we're going to talk with you about some yarny stuff and a little bit of witchy stuff. We usually start out with a little bit of news and Emily's got some news for us. I have news. I am doing two shows in the month of April. I'm doing the Crafty Supermarket, which is in Cincinnati at the Music Hall on April 16th. And I believe it's from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's free to enter. There's lots of artists that will be vending. Come see me and all of the pins in Cincinnati. And then if you're a local to me in Louisville, I have also just booked a Louisville show at Paris Town, which is like by the cafe. And like there's a venue for the orchestra and stuff there. They have an ice rink there in the winter, um, if you're familiar with that zone. Uh, But it's called Spring into Derby, and it is April 22nd through the 24th. It's only open for like two hours on the 22nd for like a happy hour event. There's like drink specials and the artists will be there. And then it's open pretty much all day on the 23rd and pretty much all day on the 24th. So all of the info for that is on my website, kittywithacupcake.com. If you scroll down to the bottom and click events, you can see those, see links to the events. In addition, I am also doing an Instagram live with Kemper of Junk Yarn this Sunday. And we're going to be talking about our 90s witch, our totally 90s witch collaboration, which is launching on March 22nd, which is the day that this audio podcast comes out if you're listening on audio. But we'll be showing off all of the stuff and talking about the yarn and generally hanging out. I think we're both going to show off some of our like 90s toys from our childhood and talk about like 90s nostalgia. And it will be a fun time. And that is happening at 2 p.m. on Sunday, March 20th. 2 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there's so many free places that people can come hang out with you. So that's two different shows if you're in the physical world and then a digital one. That's really nice. Yeah, look at me. Look at you. Doing stuff. Out in the world. It's wonderful. Sweet to enter our yarny content. You were saying you finished some uh, darning? Yeah, I did some sock darning. My sock darning pile has been getting big. I haven't been super keeping up with it and it was bothering me. So I darned two pairs of socks. I darned my, uh, these are my Rocket Man David Bowie inspired socks. There are two mm-hmm. David Bowie colorways from Three Irish Girls Yarn. And I still mm-hmm. had the Rocket Man left over. So I used it to do all of the duplicate stitch darning on the socks. So they have, Nice matchy patch here. This is a knitted on Mm -hmm. patch, duplicate stitch, and Mm -hmm. then some more duplicate stitch, Mm -hmm. another little rainbow bit there. Yeah. So, and you were saying, I know we've discussed this in Socktober's past, but if things are just wearing thin, you tend to use duplicate stitch. And if an actual hole has worn through, you do a knitted on patch. Indeed. That is exactly what I do. Um, And then my other pair that I did some darning work on is my nothing says screw you like a rainbow socks from white birch fiber arts and Mm -hmm. i've got some knitted on patches on here as well and some duplicate stitch just you know Mm -hmm. i prefer to do the duplicate stitch because i feel like it is better to pre-get the hole than to Mm -hmm. patch the hole but if there's a hole i'll patch it so i have those they can go back in the sock drawer 
I washed them. They're all set. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, I guess we can talk about what we've been working on now. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm trying in the last couple of years not to like fight my mojo. (laughs) And if there's something I want to be working on, I've just been letting myself do it. And all I've wanted to work on is the Northeastern leaf blanket that you sent me scraps for. Nice. But I can show it to you now. I have three full columns. Yeah. I have three full columns of a blanket. Nice. I see my yarns in there. This is a lot of your yarn. This is like my yarn that I sent to you. This is the wheat beer one for Mm Natan. And then I really like this purple Tweety Flecky one you gave me. Mm -hmm. And then this is more yarn that I dyed. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, and then this is the rainbowy one you gave me. That one looks cool. I like how it made it up. I think it's really interesting how uh, just what whatever like pooling is going on with my gauge highly variegated yarns in this northeasternly tend to have this kind of feathered effect it's neat. Um, i don't yeah yeah where the colors tend to pool for a couple inches on one side or the other and then flip-flop and i've noticed it with some of the other colors too i don't have anything that's you can almost kind of see it in um yeah i can see it a little bit in died. that one that you died too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yarn magic i love it i'm i've just been letting myself knit away on this Mm-hmm. It's been making me happy and I'm using. So you're using DK. Are you going to hold any fingering together when you no. run out of? My... No, you're just going to use DK. Just DK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm using my little ghosty game boy. It's making me happy. A little mm-hmm. charm from your collaboration. Junk yarn. Mm-hmm. Head on to our show notes to find out more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's This is making me happy. I think I might also solicit some more DK scraps from my knit group friends. Nice. Yeah. Mm. It was nice for me. It cleaned out my little scrap bin. It's not, it was like totally stuffed and now it's not. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about it uh, in like low stakes ethics (laughs) because I was, I'm going, I'm trying to like quote unquote cold sheep this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have exceptions built in. I wrote a blog post about it. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't think that this, all the yarn that you gave me counted towards that because it wasn't like, like the root of mine was like me wanting to work through my stash and, or like, not like consume when I don't need to yet, not against consuming more yarn. It's just, you know, whittling down the stash, but this was a, this was good. It was a swap. Everybody was happy about the situation. So it didn't count towards my yarn totals, (laughs) towards my exceptions. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really digging this. And all I want to do is keep keep working on this little guy nice what else have you been or what have you been working on i have a couple things i have worked on this vanilla macaron shawl quite a bit Mm, oh my goodness Uh, you this is the third shawl you have made in this collection in the past few months so here it is it it looks like almost a full shawlette yep this is how much yarn is left Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i see probably like a third to go Mm -hmm. um and this is the ken yarns birthday color from last year that i'm using Mm -hmm. that's like very it's very like monet paints the lily pads i feel like it's greens Mm -hmm. and blues and some like little reddy pink bits it's very cute it looks the speckles look very evenly distributed it looks very cheerful it's knitting up very nicely so i'm working on that trying to get that done um, because I want to release that shawl pattern soonish. Um, so that is 
what I worked on at the show and stuff that I had. I've been working on that a bunch. And then my other pro- get in there, needle, don't escape. <laughs> um, my other project that I have been working on is the Luthien socks, which here they are, inside out. Love it. I'm happy that we found a good name for them too. I am too. Yeah, I was originally calling them the Lothlorien socks, but that totally exists. And there's lots of things named Lothlorien, but there's nothing named Luthien. So here it is. Oh my gosh. So you are through the heel and you're into the gusset. Oh my gosh. That is a pretty gusset. Thank you. I'm very pleased. He's still my heart. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that runs like seamlessly into just the plain stripe that's going to be on the foot for the whole length of the foot. Oh my goodness. So Emily is using some of my hand dyed yarn. The main color is a cream, which I'm calling shadow facts and running through the background of all this color work is a self striping. And I think it looks really, really pretty. You're a magician. Thanks. I'm really happy with how it came out. I like how it's the chart is just going to like reverse and go in the opposite direction along the foot now. Oh my goodness. So you can see this is like the mirror point. I see it. It's so symmetrical. Yeah. I really, I really love how it has turned out. I like how the additional sizes of charts have turned out. I think it's a good one. I have cast on that project. It's a cuff. You have a little plain cuff. Look at you. It's just about done. I did my required number of rows. Um, I'm ready to start in with the color work soon. Uh, I knit this cuff because I can do I can do vanilla knitting or just like a basic uh, rib while I'm reading. And uh, if you listen to the Office Hours, you will hear that we both devoured about the same book. We we did a little impromptu two person book club, mm-hmm. and so I banged this little cuff out while I was reading. It's cute. Yeah. I like it. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see it what your version of the socks looks like. Yeah. It's going to be real good. I'm using browns and earthy foresty colors. Yeah. So that's what I've got on. I got a little cuff here. Yours is kind of like the wood elf and mine is like the high elf version. Yeah. Yours are definitely high elves and mine are definitely like backwoods, hard drinking Markwood elves version. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you been working on anything else? No. Yeah. I don't even know if I've, to be honest, I don't know if I've touched my little yoga socks I've been working on. They're just two by two ribbing. I still have, I have a little cuff going on here. This I know I haven't sock. worked on my vanilla socks at all. Cause I've just been doing that. They're vanilla mm-hmm. shawl. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, hopefully I'll get a little more work done on them in the subsequent week. I'm so excited to do that color work. I think it's going to be perfect. I'm looking forward to doing it while I am listening to The Hobbit on audiobook. Yeah, it's it's a nice relaxing color work pattern too because there's only like two, one or two rows that have any floats you need to catch. Most of it, you don't need to catch any floats. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited. Excited. Sweet. Yay. So that's what we've been working on. Have you acquired anything this week? I did acquire something exciting. So I have Mm -hmm. that collaboration coming out with Kemper of Junkyard. And we've been working Mm -hmm. on this for a while and keeping it secret from people. And we're just starting to share it now. And people are liking it, which is exciting. But we collaborated on a totally 90s witch collection. Um, So I made 
stuff, which I'm going to show off and talk about later um, for shameless self-promotion, like what the stuff I made for the collection is. But my yarn from Kemper arrived and I'm really excited about it. So it's called Polly Pocket. Oh, my goodness. It is so so cheerful. So it is a sock set. Um, Mm -hmm. So I am going to use it for a version of my uh, sock set shawls. I'm gonna make. I was going to ask. So I'm gonna make a fourth version of it. Woo! It's the year. Last year was the year of the waxing moon. This year is the year of the <laughs> macaron box shawl. I mean, to be fair, last year you did a lot of triangles, wedge triangles. That's just true. Triangles, triangles, I did that triangles. so fast that I like forget about the truche triangle because I had to knit the samples. So fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I don't know what it is. Like my brain is hooked on modular knit, like things like that. I'm very excited to cast on another truche triangle baby blanket. Nice. But yeah, so this is a little sock set called Polly Pocket. And it Mm -hmm. is like a half and half skein with really pretty pastel pink with some like Mm -hmm. orange and hot pink and turquoise speckly Mm -hmm. bits and then the other half of the skein is kind of like a really like nice bright mint green aqua situation and it matches Mm -hmm. the colors of compact of my poly pocket pin really nicely Mm. it does Mm -hmm. it really does it's so cute um and then the mini skein is a really nice like kind of like bubble gummy pink that is like a nice tonal situation with like different it's so cute layers of pinkness. So I think it's really cute. I got two sets. <gasps> so I am going to be doing a giveaway situation with one of the sets. Yay. Stay tuned friends for giveaway details. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that is what I have received. I'm I... take pretty pictures of them after we record. Nice. I bought myself a little treasure. I bought a wee little Ooh. ring. Yeah, I popped into my OIS, which is a uh, shared space with a local a shop that has like local art and like small art businesses. And I found this little bitty ring from Rugged and Raw. I'll link them in the show notes. And it's just a little bitty uh, copper ring with a little natural opal. I mean, I don't know if it's a real opal, but it's like a, a little a natural shape. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just cute. And I thought I needed it and it fit my teeny little pinky finger just perfect. And I was like, yay, I treat myself. And so I did. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yes. That's, That's awesome. Oh my God. I did break my, so this is, doesn't count as breaking cold sheep because this is yarn that was sent to me by a dyer, which like, I can't, right. I can't not do that. That would no. be bad for <laughs> designing and stuff. I got to get current yarn um, mm-hmm. and collab with people on things, but I did order my first yarn of the year and it's probably going to get delivered while we're recording. It's from Nomadic nice. Yarns. You'll see it next nice. week. It's I had exciting. an Etsy gift card and it had to happen. Yeah. I mean, how can you say no to nomadic yarns? I was sorely tempted this past week. I don't have any nomadic yarns in my stash right now. Travesty. Well, it's because like when I have it, I use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I I kind of definitely feel weird if I don't have some indie dyed self-striping in my stash. I know my faves tend to be nomadic. Well, so I, you know, obviously I dip into my own supply because I'm a bad dealer. Yeah, um, I have a, I have 
three balls of your yarn, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I do tend to usually either have some nomadic and or Haverland in my stash. I feel weird if I don't. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Maybe I only have two. I know I have the Appa ball and I have my really old Welcome to Night Vale purple one that I bought mm-hmm. from you before we were friends. And for some reason, I can't bring myself to use it. <laughs> Aww, that's cute. It's cute. I think, well, I think it might need to not be socks and I haven't decided Mm -hmm. what it's going to be if it's not socks. (laughs) Nice. So someday I will annoy the shit out of you by, oh, I swore, (laughs) by uh, designing a pattern in a really old colorway that you don't tie anymore. (laughs) Okay. These things happen. Oh, man. Shall we talk about our occult corner topic? Yeah. So it is mid-March here, so we thought we would talk about Ostara and general spring equinox stuff. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Ostara usually happens March 19th through the 23rd, somewhere in there. This year, it is on March 20th, Mm -hmm. which is a Sunday. Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you going to do anything? I am going to repot my houseplants, I think. Mm, That's a good idea. They need to be repotted. It's a perfect time to do it. Also, I think that there is going to be some garden seed starting going on. Nice. Very nice. I wish I could do that sort of a thing that I live in a northern climb mm-hmm. and must wait longer to do my seed startings. But I do have a little, I have a little, the little plant I got with you next time needs some attention and I mm-hmm. might see to see to my baby as well. Yes. But Back to Ostara. Generally around the world, uh, the spring equinox does seem to have a standard set of correlations with fertility, uh, planting seeds, blooming, rebirth, stuff, new mm-hmm. beginnings, balance, mm-hmm. because the day and the night are the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in any any sort of mythology where there is a tripartite goddess it's always the maiden like the young Mm -hmm. the young woman version it's fertile time it's her time it's fertile time it's horny season (laughs) i feel like this is like the official start to horny season and like beltane is like truly the horniest it's the peak of beltane is the peak of horny season like so when is the peak of spooky season Mm -hmm. but we're not talking about those right now we're talking about a star it's true Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Ostara is one that you're generally pretty sim- familiar with the symbols of because it's the one that Christianity took all the symbols from for Easter. And like the symbols make sense, right? They're general springtime symbols, bunnies, mm-hmm. eggs, birds, daffodils, daffodils, fla- assorted flowers. Yes, so the we associate the rabbit with uh fertility and a sign of spring because they make a lot of babies but also uh in europe the hair is uh nocturnal most of the year but in march around the time of the spring equinox uh it is mating season for them and they are out during the day so they they're much more likely to be seen by people so it became kind of a symbol of the time And bonus, they're making lots of babies. (laughs) I did kind of stumble upon some Easter bunny lore, which I thought was interesting. 
I mean, today we have the Cadbury Bunny, which lays delicious chocolate cream eggs. They are so good. <laughs> Thank you, Cadbury <laughs> Bunny. <laughs> but everybody knows, well, not everybody, many people know that like Christian Easter traditions are based on pagan ones, but actually the whole Easter bunny thing might not be as old as we think it is. It might be from the 1800s. There Mm -hmm. is discussion originating uh, with Grimm and his contemporaries uh, just kind of, that's where the first records of Easter bunnies or the Germanic goddess Ostara or Oestre, like same different names for the same uh, mythological character. Mm -hmm. And there are stories of her, uh, in one way or another, transforming a bird into a rabbit. And then that rabbit then lays eggs, making it the Easter bunny. But those, those lores only date back into Victorian times or the 1800s. I thought was super interesting. It is super interesting. Mm -hmm. Bunnies in like separately bunnies and eggs have always been. Yeah. yeah, But the the combo of the bunny with the eggs is the thing that states maybe in the 1800s. It's like the first time we know of it being written down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the goddess Ostara or Ostra was uh, written down by the venerable Bede. That's one of the first references we have to it. And it was about the Germanic version of the goddess Ostara and her feast day was held on the full moon following the vernal equinox. Nice. And I have some ways. So I guess we haven't said this up front. Uh, We just implied it, but you know, human fertility, big theme of this uh, festival, definitely like fertility of the land and human fertility. But I wrote down some ways to, like celebrate the festival if you're not super into the concept of human fertility like mm-hmm. we are a little bit uh and <laughs> no i think to be fair it's also about the fertility of the land just as oh, much yeah yeah it is for sure okay. but i just wrote down some earth-based things uh nice. you can plant in your garden like i'm going to if you don't mm-hmm. have outside space you can also repot your house plants also like i'm going to all right. If mm-hmm. you don't have those things, maybe treat yourself to some fresh flowers. Go to the farmer's market, pick up some fresh flowers, pick some dandelions in the mm-hmm. grass. Who knows? And another aspect of this festival is it's kind of like moving past um, Imolk, which we talked about around the time of Imolk. And during Imolk, you kind of like set up your goals for yourself and you like plant the seeds, like you start thinking about things. But now it's time to like actually begin doing the thing. Like you talked about doing the thing during a milk, but now you should actually do the thing. Like if you talked about starting a business, maybe file the paperwork to start that business. If you talk about Mm -hmm. writing a book, write down the outline of the book, like actually get going on the thing. Mm -hmm. Time to see these little seeds, maybe break in the ground a little bit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Since you have chickens, are you going to do anything with your eggs? You, You probably have a bunch of eggs. We have a bunch of eggs and they're already different colors. <laughs> um, so I think last year I just like took a picture of the mm-hmm. eggs and was like, here they are. It's Easter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if I'll dye eggs or anything. I'll probably just like have eggs around as I do regularly. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, I did take a little peek into some of the other like deities that are associated with the spring equinox and of course there's freya and then the persephone myth as well if you're looking for some other 
mythologies to kind of incorporate into your Ostara practice. In the like Greco-Roman aspect, there's Persephone coming out of the underworld after her six months in the underworld with her husband. She's back on topside, chilling with her mom, Demeter, who's all happy now. And so things start growing because Demeter's so happy to have her lovely daughter back. And then uh, the spring equinox is also sort of associated in Norse mythology with Freya, who I think is an interesting goddess because she's the goddess of of spring and like the fertility of the earth, but also very much has all the horny associations that Aphrodite does in like the Greco-Roman stuff. She is the manifestation of like physical human beauty as well as I think in Norse mythology, she has a ton of sexual agency, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. That's sweet. Yeah. It's about all I had on the topic. Mm-hmm. I was just super intrigued that the easter bunny is a semi-modern invention mm-hmm. it's fun people it people fun. we love putting stuff together and we love a good animal mashup yeah we have never not loved an animal mashup it's true it's true yeah so i hope wherever you are whatever hemisphere you're in you enjoy this equinox and find a little way to just either just observe it or acknowledge it in your own way and make it yours mm-hmm Happy Equinox, friends. Happy Equinox. Sweet. Is that all about about all we had? Yeah, that's all I had. Nice. So we can uh, just talk about a little shameless self-promotion and be on our way then. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Emily. So that totally 90s switch collaboration that I talked about that's happening with Kemper of Jump Yarn is happening on Tuesday, March 22nd at noon Eastern time. Uh, nice. So how that's going to work, there are going to be kits with the yarn in Kemper's shop, junkyarn.com. The stuff like the pins and the charms and the stickers are going to be in my shop individually. So if you want the yarn, you got to go to Kemper's shop. If you don't want the yarn, you can go to my shop. Makes sense. Nice. Uh, This is how the kits are oriented. There is a sock kit, like a basic kit that comes with the sock set with the full skein and the pink mini skein. Mm -hmm. It also comes with the always watching Furby sticker. And it also comes with the Polly Pocket pin set, which is designed by me. And it has the cute little witch house compact uh, that looks like a 90s Polly Pocket toy. And the teeny tiny, she's only like a half inch tall uh, Polly Pocket mm. pin. That's very cute. And she's a little witch with green skin and a purple witch hat. Mm-hmm. And also in that basic kit, you get the ghost game charm. Yay! I which is really cute. I like it. It's a little um, Game Boy color and it has a star instead of the D pad. And there's a little cute ghost on the screen. And the pink of the uh, Game Boy part has uh, glitter in it. So it's sparkly. It's delightfully sparkly. Thank you. And then in addition, there will be a deluxe kit where you get everything I just mentioned, plus a couple more things. So one of the things is the Polly Pocket project bag, which Lauren has holding up right now. And it features the art of the witch house compact and the little poly pocket it has my logo on the back not my logo on the front and the background of the bag is like 
that like stereotypical 90s weird geometric print uh, with like random shapes and triangles and squiggles and some like macaroni shapes in pink, purple and yellow. Uh, Very cute. Yeah, I like how it turned out a lot. The bag is pretty big. It will hold about four skeins of yarn inside mm-hmm. the bag. I tested it. Um, so it's plenty big if you want to put your sock sets project in there and some other stuff. And in addition to that bag with the deluxe kit, you also get the uh, pocket familiar bat Tamagotchi pin. Mm-hmm. And this is a little enamel pin of a purple Tamagotchi shell. It says pocket familiar at the top and the buttons are the uh, triple phases of the moon on the bottom and the uh, little icons on the Tamagotchi screen are also the moon phases and there's a happy little bat with some stars on the screen. Very cute. So those are the kits that you can get in Kemper shop. They are pretty popular on our Instagram so far. So you probably want to try and hit the update right when it goes live. We might put pre-orders up depending on how it goes after the fact. Um, We are also going to hold a couple kits for a later Southern Hemisphere update if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and want to get one and don't want to be awake at 3 a.m. <laughs> yes. So check uh, Kemper's Instagram because she's going to have the details on that in there. Uh, there are a couple more pins that are only available in my shop. So if you want absolutely everything, there is also the always watching pin. So this is the Furby that's on the sticker, but in pin form. And he's super cute. He's got his little always watching tattoo style banner and his dead soulless Furby eyes staring at you. Perfect. It really captures the essence of our collective childhood trauma that was the Furby. I He was out for the first time at the art show this weekend and he got the most comments of anything I have. Perfect. <laughs> um, so nostalgic. Yes. And then the other exclusive pin to my shop will be the frog pocket familiar Tamagotchi pin. So he is the kind of like minty color of the skein. Mm -hmm. And he is a Tamagotchi shell like the other one, but he's peach and green. And there is a little frog on a lily pad with a fly that he's looking at on the pin. Very cute. I love it. Yay. Um, So that's all the stuff. Uh, (laughs) You can sign up for my email newsletter on my website at kittywithacupcake.com. An email is going to go out that is going to explain this really thoroughly. I'm going to have a link to Kemper's shop with the sock kit versions with the yarn. I'm going to have a link to my shop where you can see the whole stuff individually. So it should be pretty easy to figure out. (laughs) Sweet. Now tell us about your Kickstarter. My Kickstarter is running right now, too. Sorry, I have a lot happening right now. Um, (laughs) So my Kickstarter, Deathly Cute, a morbidly adorable pin collection, is currently up on Kickstarter. Um, It is going to run through mid-April. Um, It has hit its initial funding goal and has hit goals for most of the pin designs. So at this point of recording, all the pins up through Death Tarot Kitty are going to be produced. So it's, yeah, it's doing good. If you want to back it, get on there. The pin design you want has probably been unlocked. We're getting close to unlocking Too Cute for This World at the moment. 
and then soon uh, we'll get into stretch goals. I really want to unlock those skull earrings. Me too. And if you are not familiar with Kickstarter, it's a really cool way to help support artists and get help them get a foundation before they actually produce a product. And it's really rad. And all this stuff is really great. We could use more death positivity in the world. And Emily's pins are really fun and they're always high quality. And all backers get a free sticker that features a crescent moon with a flower and mushrooms and some crystals. And if you back three or more pins, you get a cute mini skull pin for free. And he's going to be like a little half inch skull pin guy. I'm so excited. It's and so cute. There's also a project bag add-on on here. If you would like a project bag, it has some fun neon and pastel mushrooms on it and a Luna moth. And that is going to be 10 inches by seven and a half inches. Uh, so it will be a generously sized sock project bag. I'm getting one of those. I'm very excited. Wow. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to find any of the stuff we talked about, my yarn, Emily's merch or patterns, just head on over to fibercoven.com and it will direct you to all those places. Another place it'll direct you is to our Patreon, which is a cool place. It'll that being one of our patrons allows you to connect to our super rad coven of people in discord. We'd love to have you as well as you get to see some bonus content and all that good stuff. And also another perk of being a patron is you get our office hours, which is us talking business and then talking about what sort of media we are consuming at the moment. Totes. It's really fun. So head on over to fibercoven.com to find show notes for anything we talked about in this episode or any of those things. Mm -hmm. Great. So until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye.